Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition, the new, improved, revamped edition of the WrestleWarp Podcast. It's been a very long time since I've done one of these. I believe the last one was January, the end of January, maybe middle of January. But yeah, man, it has been forever since I've done one of these. A lot of stuff has happened in wrestling. I'm not going to sit here and talk about every single thing that I missed, every big moment that I missed, because I know I missed out on a lot. Um, But I have been active. You know, I have been, you know, pretty much in the scoop for the last eight months. Uh, But I feel like right now was the perfect opportunity for me to come back into the podcast world. I know that there has been a lot of talk and a lot of shit that's been happening behind the scenes in AEW. And that's pretty much the key reason as to why I wanted to do another podcast. Because there is just so much that I personally want to talk about. And words on a post on Instagram is definitely not going to contain uh, the real thoughts that I have. And I feel like making a podcast right now is definitely the best route for me to go. Especially because, dude... This whole entire debacle, last night, AEW, All Out, dude, that media scrum right after the show with CM Punk pretty much burying everybody backstage, that led to a lot of heat, and apparently it caused a fist fight backstage, apparently somebody got knocked down, apparently somebody bit somebody, and uh, yeah, shit's hit the fan, but that, that that's just the icing on the cake. I mean, there is so much more stuff happening behind the scenes with that company. I mean, we're talking about Thunder Rosa. Apparently, she has heat. Apparently, she dropped the AEW Women's Championship because of some sort of problem backstage. The woman, the women's locker room having some sort of issue with her. I'm not 100% sure how true that is. Could be rumors. I know that Thunder Rosa did herself go out and deny those rumors. So... Not sure if I'm going to really be talking about that a lot, but I am going to gloss over it because it is part of the whole backstage politic thing that's been going on with AEW. There's also Malachi Black. Apparently, he wanted his release. Apparently, it got denied. That has somewhat been confirmed by a lot of wrestling media sources. Um, so, And also, what happened at All Out with Malachi Black pretty much thanking the crowd, you know, bowing down after his loss. Uh, to Sting, Darby Allin, and Miro. So we're going to see what happens right there. But, man, first off, I I, I just want to say it has been forever since I've done a podcast. Right now, zero notes, zero everything. I'm going based off of whatever I come up with, based off of whatever I think, based off pretty much just my mind. So if I go off topic, or if I stay on topic for too long, just know there's no script. This whole thing is uncensored. This whole thing is just clear cut. I'm just going to say whatever the fuck I want. And that's exactly how we're going to do it from now on. I'm not necessarily sure how much I'll be doing the podcast, but I do want to get in at least one a week. Now, I don't know when that day will be. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how the schedule is going to work out with the whole podcasting. But like I said, I do want to get into it a lot more. But, you know, there has been 
a lot of things in my life personally that has pretty much prevented me from wanting to go full force into this. And I know it's been an excuse that I used forever. The first iteration of the podcast, the recent iteration of the podcast and now right now it's just a lot of personal things and I don't want to make excuses because I know that a lot, I mean I have a pretty strong following for the podcast I would argue um we definitely get a couple hundred viewers and I'm really really thankful for that I really appreciate you guys support uh we have definitely grown over a thousand followers on Instagram since the last podcast. We are at, I believe, 2.3K. I am so grateful for everything that I have been getting over there. So grateful, so thankful for all the support, all the, all, all the love that's been going on over there. And I feel like I want to transition. I want to get my name into the more broader audience, except for specifically Instagram. I know I tried out Twitter, not necessarily working out, I have about like 8 followers over there, I'm definitely inconsistent over there 100%, I believe the last time that I actually tweeted something was, I believe the Great American Bash for NXT, so it's been about 2-3 months since that happened, and uh, yeah, but if you guys want to go over there, want to go check it out, want to you know follow uh, maybe I'll get more consistent over there. It really just depends. I'm a one-man band. Just a guy. Likes wrestling. Likes to talk. Likes to have a little bit of fun. And, uh, yeah, so without, with that all out of the way, let's talk about the world of the all-elite. And what do I even start off with? I feel like the best thing for me to start off with, and I know that this happened all the way back in March, April, um, but I am going to gloss over the whole Cody Rhodes situation because it has been that long since I've done a podcast and I feel like that really is the beginning of the downfall of AEW that we're seeing right now. So everybody knows Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, they left AEW a couple months ago, back in March, I believe they couldn't get a contract. Uh, they couldn't agree to a contract pretty much left. Cody Rhodes has been really silent as of late uh, talking about AEW and what led to his departure other than uh, financial issues. Um, But he's back in the WWE now. Shocker, right? Um, And, you know, I feel like he sort of knew what was to come because as you guys know, he left months before Everything just started pouring out. The backstage environment completely collapsed. That's something that I'm really interested in. Like, Cody Rhodes, did he have that speculation? Did he know that was going to happen? Nobody can ever say for sure. Only Cody Rhodes can even confirm that. And he has said that he will never talk about what happens backstage in AEW now that he's gone from the company. Which, totally can respect that. Totally can, can, you know... Uh, respect his wishes and to not talk about it but you know there just has to be an itch in you of you wanting to know and you know you just you you feel like you there's there's some missing piece he was the pillar he was the guy he was part of the original like trio to start AEW you know it, it, it was him the Young Bucks and uh and Kenny Omega you know so it it, it was kind of surprising 
when he left AEW. But then again, man, I mean, after seeing what's been happening over the past few months since his release, not not release, since he left the company, it's kind of interesting. Especially in the past couple of weeks. First thing I want to talk about here, there has been a lot of speculation that people have been wanting out of their contracts. As you guys know, Triple H is now the head of creative in WWE. Vince McMahon, he uh, pretty much retired, stepped down from his position as the chairman of the company. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Nick Khan are now in control. And I feel like right there, that moment sort sort of made Tony Khan freak out. I'm just going to say, it. He, it made Tony Khan freak out. And there has been a lot of talks about, you know, AEW wrestlers wanting out of contracts. Bobby Fish is one wrestler who did officially leave AEW. So, Red Dragon no more. Uh, Undisputed Elite, that's gone. Well, I mean, it was obviously gone before that, after Adam Cole... Super kick the, the the Bucks. I mean, it, it really. Where where does that even go at this point? Where does that storyline go at this point? Now that Bobby Fish is not with AEW, Adam Cole has been out forever. I feel like with the injury that he has, Kyle O'Reilly, he's also injured, I believe, and Bobby Fish is now out of AEW. So I I guess they're gonna drop that angle. A lot of potential there, but I guess it was just never meant to be. So, Bobby Fish was one guy who did, in fact, leave AEW. Um, And then there was a couple of other names, unannounced names, uh, but there were rumors and reports about a couple of uh, AEW wrestlers wanting out of their contracts, one specifically being Malachi Black, who was sort of confirmed um, about a couple days ago. And it really begs the question, what in the living shit is going on in AEW? Not even with the releases, not with the Cole Cody Rose thing, but dude, Thunder Rosa, like I said earlier, apparently she has heat backstage. Don't know how reliable that is. Don't know how real that is. But obviously I said I'm going to gloss over it. Not really going to talk much about it, but apparently she had to, uh, apparently she's out with injury. Tony Storm is now the interim AEW Women's World Champion. Uh, I guess, you know, Thunder Rosa left from her injury. Um, But some people are speculating that it was pretty much her to take time away from the company because she did have a lot of backstage heat uh, with the locker room. And knowing the environment that AEW has really created, sure, I can believe that totally. Uh, Not just because of what's been going on with the whole CM Punk thing, but just the overall environment, you know, the women's division poorly being booked. I know a lot of women deserve so much more in that division. I mean, they have a loaded roster. Some very, very solid women's wrestlers. I mean, you have Athena, who lost to Jade Cargill in like three minutes at All Out, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, you know, you have Chris Statlander, Jade Cargill, of course. Not, I'm not really a big fan of Jade Cargill, but, you know, she is, I guess, considered a top star. You do have Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, uh, Tony Storm, 
And, you know, there there is a lot of talent there. There is a lot of potential. And it just hasn't been clicking. Thunder Rosa won the world won the women's title back in what I, I believe March. And uh nothing notable has, has happened so far with her title reign. I feel like her reign as champion has really been pushed back due to the really poor booking. And it feels like every AEW women's champion that we have had from the very first in Rio to Nyla Rose to Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, whoever the hell held the title, it felt like Britt Baker was pretty much the only woman besides, I believe, Hikaru Shida who had sort of a nice, a, a decent run. Uh, but Britt Baker really felt like the only woman to really have a notable title reign have notable matches and moments and segments because the rest of them they're all forgettable you know there's really nothing of note as to really what happened in the women's division in the past three years and to build a company and not have a strong women's division i feel like is a big missed opportunity because there are a lot of women's wrestling fans out here and and it's sometimes for those fans it's, it's really a make or break on if they watch a product and for Tony Khan to not really take that opportunity and build the women's division to the way that everybody knows it can be built up to. They have the great talent. They have the great workers. It's just the booking that's been bad. And unfortunately for Thunder Rosa, if she did suffer that injury, you know, it's really unfortunate. Uh, hopefully she gets back in the ring as soon as possible because... This uh, unification match between Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, I know for a fact, is going to bang. It's going to be a great match. Can't wait for that to happen. But you can't deny it's, 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 it's really strange how that happened. I mean, it was about two weeks before All Out. The match between Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa was set. It's been set for weeks up to that point. For Thunder Rosa to drop the title. Not really done anything of note on AEW TV up to that point. So the injury must have happened on the independent circuit. I would believe. Or during training. Um, So. That's kind of iffy. So whatever happens in that situation. Like I said. Nothing has been confirmed so far. Even Thunder Rosa denied. Any sort of the rumors that have been going on about it. She's denied it all. So we're just going to have to take their word for it. More stuff, though, I really want to talk about the one thing that has happened uh, at the AEW All Out Media Scrum, in which was CM Punk's absolute hilarious, hypocritical, stupid, narcissistic comments. That's exactly how I feel. I know I made a, an entire post over on Instagram talking about how the hell can you still support this guy? This guy is a fucking dweeb. This guy is a fucking loser. Everybody knows it. Alright, CM Punk, he came back to wrestling, got a really big ovation. Everybody loved it. He was the main attraction. He was the star for the couple weeks up to that point. Made the big grand debut last week on Rampage. Got a couple matches here and there. Built himself up. Got a title match against Hangman Adam Page. He should have not won that world championship at double or nothing. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Hangman Adam Page, especially now as we have apparently CM Punk 
fucking hates this guy for whatever reason. And hearing how childish, how how pathetic it is to see CM Punk talk down on his colleagues. I mean, he called he, he called a- Adam Page a uh what 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 do you call Adam Page? He, well, at one he said that he was uh going in for business for himself, which is also really hypocritical considering that CM Punk did the exact same thing to become the AEW world champion. You see what I'm talking? This this guy is everything that he hated in professional wrestling. Now he's taking shots at the EVPs of the company, taking shots at Kenny Omega, taking shots at Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson. He went off on Colt Cabana as well in their never-ending feud that has been going on for like 15 years, 20 years. Don't even know how much, uh, but it's just just a lot of stuff happening. I want to circle back though and want to uh, talk about the Malachi Black situation. Kind of backtracked myself here, but it doesn't matter. I am really surprised that Tony Khan is so ignorant in the booking of his superstars or, okay, of his wrestlers. Um, <laughs> it's just blasphemy at the rate he books some of his guys. Malachi Black in the House of Black is definitely. Something that you would expect to win on a regular basis. But up to this point, they have lost pretty much every single major match. I believe they should have been in the trios finals for the trios title at All Out. They got knocked out in the first round to the Dark Order. Sure, it was a Dark Order. Sentimental moment. Adam Page made it to the finals against the Elite. Pretty cool moment. Pretty cool story. I get it. They still should have won. You... You devalue that group so much from being the powerhouse that it was, especially when Malachi debuted on AEW, got those two wins over Cody Rhodes, cemented himself as like one of the top guys in that company, had a hell of a first couple of months, sort of fell back, fell back again, got lost in the loaded tag team division. Now the trios happen. Now he's kind of fading away again. It sucks. Yeah. Do I see Malachi Black staying with AEW? That's only if Tony Khan refuses his release. I could see him taking a couple months away from the company. You know, have like a mental sort of, you know, evaluation of himself. You know, just go rest. Figure out what's next. Do other things outside of wrestling. But if Tony Khan does approve that release, I could 100% see him back in WWE. And it's not me being a WWE mark. It's just me simply saying that there is a big opportunity there for him, especially now that Triple H runs the shop. You know that Triple H was a massive Aleister Black guy. NXT champion. The guy went up to the main roster, had bangers. But he wasn't in control, so Vince McMahon had no idea how to use him. It's sort of a common theme in his career at this point. Nobody knows how to handle a dark character in professional wrestling. You're starting to know that trend. Every person with a dark character doesn't succeed to this to this 
point that they should have. Unless you're The Undertaker and Kane, of course. Maybe Bray Wyatt. We can, we can get to Bray Wyatt. Uh, give Bray Wyatt his little props here. But it has been a rough couple months for AEW, definitely. And the quality of their shows. The quality of their shows have went down dramatically, in my opinion. Dynamite, definitely not a must-see show anymore has really lost its glory i feel like and this is just personal taste i guess it's not really factual this this is just personal i'm not really a big fan of aew as it is um but you know i can definitely respect a few things that have came out of there i mean we can talk about all out not the best show in my opinion not a fan of it but there was some pretty cool moments some some cool spots we had the whole MJF in the ladder match thing was pretty cool with the with this with the surprise uh Joker thing that happened and Stokely Hathaway's faction of guys. That was cool. I liked that. Swerving our glory versus the acclaim was a fantastic match. Phenomenal match. The atmosphere was incredible. I love the story building between Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks as well as Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. I feel like those were booked to perfection. But the rest of the card, I could genuinely care less about. And that is a common theme in AEW. They're inconsistent as hell. And they need to figure out what the hell they're going to do. Because at the moment, they're all over the place. They're all over the place backstage and it's definitely showing on screen nothing makes sense anymore a lot of people are unhappy there's a lot of people threatening to walk out a lot of people wanting their releases a lot of people unhappy with things that are going on backstage and their booking i believe miro at one point did not appreciate his booking and you can definitely see an argument for that i mean the guy was absolutely one of the best signings one of the biggest signings that aew had in pretty much their existence and they've done rarely anything with him other than the tnt championship reign and yes i know he was injured but it's still kind of weird seeing miro still while he's an active competitor right now not really being placed in a position of being such a massive star and that's another problem AEW has a loaded, such a bloated and loaded roster. I mean, you have stars. I'm talking about mega stars on that roster. Some of the best wrestlers, best characters on that roster, man. You have it. You have the talent. There's no doubt about it. I will never knock AEW for not having talent because they have some of the best wrestlers on this planet. You know, honestly, me not being an AEW fan that much, I'm kind of jealous. You know, give some, give me some of those wrestlers back in the WWE, man. I mean, you have like over 200 wrestlers, and you only have like two two shows that are on TV. The other two are on YouTube, and they're pretty much jobber shows. So they need to figure out what's going on with their booking situation. Definitely something that is or should be in the back of the mind of Tony Khan. Here's another thing I wanted to talk about a long, long time ago on a podcast, but never had the opportunity to. When Tony Khan purchased Ring of Honor, I truly felt like it was going to be the end of ROH. A couple months into the purchase, it's exactly how I felt months ago. 
Here's my pitch. You have a loaded-ass roster like I mentioned earlier. Get Ring of Honor on TV. That's my biggest complaint right now with AEW. The neglect of Ring of Honor is sickening. You have champions on TV, but don't do anything with them and make them defend their titles on dark elevation. Really? You have once every couple month pay-per-views for Ring of Honor, just in name, not even in look. No stylistic differences, no aesthetic differences. It's just AEW with a different color. For most of you guys who know me on a big personal wrestling fan level, I loved Ring of Honor. Absolutely one of my favorite promotions in the world. And now it's gone. Tony Khan owns it, and it's pretty much AEW 2.0. But there's room for improvement. I will always say there's room for improvement with Ring of Honor. You have, like I said, that roster. Split the roster in half. Some go to AEW, some go to ROH. I believe there is a good group of talent in AEW that would fit the Ring of Honor style and the Ring of Honor look. I know I'm talking out of my ass right now. I don't know how to run a wrestling company. But it, I feel like it's just common sense. Alright? It's been a really wacky week. It's been a wacky couple months. It's been crazy. A lot of people have been really divided on this whole AEW situation. And... I'm sort of in the middle between it. I mean, obviously, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the promotion as it is. But the backstage issues really pull a lot of fans and workers away from the company. It's a mess over there. Truly a mess. And the biggest problem, I believe, is CM Punk. The guy is ruining pretty much all the credibility that he had walking into an AEW arena. I feel like it's only a matter of time before he's gone. Completely gone from the company. That's just how I feel. It just doesn't feel right to continue having all these problems. If I'm Tony Khan, I gotta do something about it. I own the second biggest professional wrestling company in the world. You have to do something about it. Especially when backstage issues become media scrum issues. And you have people shooting on each other on a fucking camera. A live rolling camera. That is a big problem. So here's what I do. At first, I take CM Punk off TV. I don't know why he won the world championship other than the fact that it was in Chicago. John Moxley, I believe he pretty much already cemented himself as the world champion, beating CM Punk in like three minutes, which really should have been the match. Should have been the match to make CM Punk just, you know, kick the bin, get the hell out of there. But obviously, the company's ignorant. They want the views. They want the ratings. They got CM Punk, one of the biggest names in wrestling history. Not going to lie about that. 
everybody knows CM Punk. You have an outreach with CM Punk to millions of people uh, that you didn't have before. So I completely understand Tony Khan's optimism about keeping CM Punk. But I mean, at this point, you have to do something about it. There's You just can't sit there and nod your head yes or no to every single thing this person says. Because now it's getting personal. Now let's talk about something that happened, I believe, last night. Uh, would be about two days ago, I believe, when this episode airs. Um, so, after All Out this year, a couple days ago, apparently there was a fight that rung out backstage. Between CM Punk, his little buddy Ace Steel, and the Elite. Apparently there was chairs being thrown. It was either Matt or Nick Jackson that kind of got knocked out. <laughs> and uh, apparently Ace Steel was biting people. Really interesting uh, situation there. I-, I personally just can only laugh at it because of how stupid and childish it is. And how stupid and childish it's gotten in AEW. And you know... I haven't even hit the damn surface on the real things that have been happening. I mean, dude, this whole thing has to end, right? It it has to end in some way, shape, fashion. It just has to. You got to grow the hell up. You got to know when to call it quits and when to just be the bigger person. CM Punk, obviously you can't be that person. Taking shots at Hangman Adam Page for no particular reason. Being a hypocrite. Saying that Adam Page went into business for himself. When in reality, that never happened. That's just a lie for CM Punk to hold on to for his ego to not crash and burn. You want to talk about the facts? That's the fact. AEW backstage right now was really seeming to look like 2000 WCW and it's not pretty. You know what happened with them. It's not pretty. Don't let your wrestlers overtake control of the owner of that company. Because once that happens, once the wrestlers get control of that company, it is going to be a shithole. It's going to be a hellfire and you're not going to be able to recover. Do I feel like they're going to go out of business from this? Absolutely not. Anybody who does say that is just stupid and in denial. AEW is going to stay around. I'm not saying that it's not. But I will say that this event will have major repercussions on what happens in the future. I also forgot to mention one thing. One more thing. See, there's so much shit that happens backstage with AEW. It's hard to even remember what the hell happened. So, we've already talked about the Thunder Rosa stuff. We talked about the releases with Malachi Black and Bobby Fish and other AEW superstars wanting to be released. Um, already talked about the whole CM Punk thing. Already talked about the Adam Page problem with them and the Elite. Um, but there's one more thing. Right. Surprising, right? I know. Such a shocker. AEW having problems. Wow. Apparently, Sammy Guevara is a literal bitch backstage and he's a fucking douchebag because apparently 
this fucking guy has the audacity to go up to Eddie Kingston and start shit with Eddie Kingston. Knowing that obviously he's going to get his ass kicked one way or another. This happened about two, two weeks, two, three weeks ago, I believe. Uh, but apparently Eddie Kingston was suspended for a couple of weeks from AEW after a physical altercation with Sammy Guevara. After Sammy Guevara pretty much fat shamed Eddie Kingston, talked shit to Eddie Kingston, talked down on Eddie Kingston. And the rumor going around now is that Sammy Guevara is not a good person. Who in the hell would have known that? Right? I mean, the same guy who talked about he'd rape Sasha Banks is a problem. I mean, the guy is already an asshole on screen. It's pretty obvious. The guy's already made shitty comments a couple years ago talking about another wrestler that he would rape, which is way, way out of the limit. Way off the grid right there. Now you have him going after other stars in the company, body shaming, talking down. That is not a good look. It's really not. And with all the other things circulating around AEW right now, they do not want any more problems. We already know that Sammy is, I guess you can call him a pillar of AEW, sure. Um, But he has not had the best track record when it comes to the environment of backstage situations. I do know that he is reckless as hell in the ring. I mean, we can even talk about what happened this past All Out. You know, pretty much injuring Ruby Soho. Not protecting your opponent. I mean, wrestling basics right here. Honestly, man, it's 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 a crazy time being in the world of the All Elite. It's crazy. There's a lot of news coming out. A lot of he say, she say stuff. You really don't know what to believe. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's a work. Don't work yourself. Is it really, though? I mean, it could be, or it just could be a cover-up into what's really happening. Fans are obviously going to make speculations. News sources are obviously going to give out news, um, whether it's true or false. Anything to get clicks. But in this very moment, it's just really hard to wrap your head around exactly what's going on and with all that out of the way I believe my time is finished ladies and gentlemen I thank you all for tuning in 35 minutes it's it's a short one it's a short episode I can't really complain about it you can't really complain about it it's the first one back we don't need a two-hour podcast There will be a lot of other stuff that I wanted to uh, talk about, which I definitely will in later podcasts. Uh, I definitely want to talk about Clash at the Castle and Worlds Collide. Um, Not sure if I will be able to, though, because it's a couple days already passed, and I'm not necessarily sure how interested people are going to be in 
listening to things that have happened a couple days ago. For me, probably a couple weeks ago because I'm, like I said, inconsistent. But this right here was pretty much just me coming back, getting the flow again, getting back into the groove, feeling myself out, feeling this whole podcast thing out, seeing if I want to continue with it. So far, the recording, it went pretty well. As you guys already know, it has been all over the place for me and the recording sessions. Uh, We bounce back from topic to topic like I said we would. It's just going to happen until I get a like a written script on what to do first, what to do next. Before I had that, right now, just a little test. Um, but I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope you guys come back for the second one. I mean, I am really happy to say that I am going to continue this, but I just don't know, like I said, how consistent it will be. As you all know, you guys can go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WrestleWarp. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-E-W-A-R-P on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get the Instagram bumping. We're at 2.3K. Let's hurry up to that 3K. 3K, we will be doing something special. I can guarantee you that. Um, I got a lot of big things planned. I can't wait to show you guys, can't wait to let you guys know, can't wait to get you guys in on the little scoop that I have going on right now for the WrestleWart brand, but this right here, the podcast, is definitely a a start to what I have planned for for the future, and I, I definitely want to continue becoming the creator that I feel like I can be, I'm trying to widen my range, like I said, I tried the YouTube thing a little bit a couple months ago, that kind of did okay but wasn't really the forte for me pretty much it was just clips of the podcast me talking whatever did pretty well a couple thousand views up there but i feel like social media podcasting might be my little go-to thing even if it doesn't get me anywhere it's pretty much a hobby at this point so yeah i appreciate i appreciate you guys for listening Coming in for the last 38 minutes, almost 40 minutes. Hearing you rant, talk about AEW's big problems. And I, like I said, don't know how to fix them. But hopefully, hopefully it does get better for them. I mean, competition is great for everybody. And I can definitely feel a little tension between AEW and WWE, which you know, a lot of fans have wanted, and I feel like with the change of direction that WWE's going, who knows, maybe this could turn into a war, Tony Khan certainly wants it to be a war, so we're gonna just have to see how that goes, but anyways, I'm talking too much, should have ended this podcast five minutes ago, thank you all for tuning in to another successful, yes, successful Wrestle Warp Podcast. I'll keep you guys posted on when I do another one. Uh, pretty much my Instagram, my Twitter, pretty much the main two things that you guys are going to get information on for the podcast. Go support over there. And, uh, yeah. Have a good night, day, morning, <laughs> evening. And thank you all for tuning in to the Wrestle Warp Podcast.
take it easy, everybody, and have a blessed rest of your day.